welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. Silwan here coming to you from Queens. New York. That's right. One of New York City's five boroughs, Queens. Staying here near the LaGuardia Airport, and tomorrow I'll have the honor of speaking to the New York City Police Department. But this evening, I got an opportunity to walk around Queens. You know, it's one of those places you hear about your whole life. TV shows take place in Queens. Home of the New York Mets and the U.S. Open is in Queens. And I actually got a chance to walk around. The one thing that struck me as I walked around the streets of Queens is just where so much, I hate using the word division because it sounds like a negative thing, but I guess there's really no better way to put it. This divide between like what it's like to be here on the East Coast in the city and to grow up and live where I'm from in Indiana. It explained a lot just walking around and seeing what the people who live here must experience every single day. For one, there are no yards, period. I mean, there are no yards. I mean, I guess there's some houses that have grass in front of them they would call a yard. You know, in uh, Indiana, we'd call it a patch. Not much room to play, but there's no yards. And what's the result of that? As I was walking around, and even the houses didn't really have much of anything you'd call a yard. I came by this huge center, a bunch of small houses in this huge center, and it was the pre-K center where everybody sends their kids to pre-K. And they had a notice on the wall they were accepting kids as young as two, which reminded me of a song I wrote years ago called Selling It. <laughs> and a line from the song is, they send their kids to school at the tender age of two. They got professors and books, all of them agreeing with them. And then the song goes on and says, what are you doing? What the heck are you doing? Well, I came across one of those schools. But as I walked around the houses with no yards backed up to each other, I realized it must seem as foreign to them to not send your kids to preschool at that young age as it is to me in Indiana to let my kids be at home at that age running around the yard because in Queens, New York, where the heck would you let them run around? <laughs> There's nowhere to go. I thought of all the families are just couples with a, a kid who must live there. Both of them are working and they're like, what are we going to do with our kids all day? Well, we better send them to pre-K and it's a normal thought. Speaking of yards, well, granted, New York's got some really big parks, but, you know, I spent a good time, a couple hours walking around the area of Queens that I was in, and I came across, no joke, a strip of gas. Like, this thing is smaller than my yard. Way smaller. Like, my yard's maybe two acres of grass. This must have been a quarter of an acre, and it was a city park that was named. And it was kind of like this strip in front of some apartments separated by a little side street kind of thing. But whatever it was, it was actually a city park. The name of it, Jackson 
mill green. It was a green because nobody has yards. And then I moved on and I was surprised by something. And it reminded me, Silouan, don't be negative. Don't be so negative. There are good people here. There's some people that think this is a great place to live. Why would you want to live in Indiana in the middle of nowhere? Because I came across this house that had the closest thing to what one might call a yard. You know, it was an area of maybe I would guess it was the width of the house. So maybe it was like, I don't know, 50, 60 feet wide and about 10, 15 feet deep. And it was grass. But on that grass and on the front of the house and in every window were Christmas lights and Christmas decorations and a yard that looked like what grass there was was cut with scissors. It was all perfect. And there was a woman, I started talking to her and she was from Jamaica, had a Jamaican accent. She was very nice. Explained to me what decorations she had left to put out, what it was going to look like for Christmas. And I thought to myself, you wouldn't find her back home in Indiana. And then I realized we all are blinded by our own circumstances. Now, hopefully you have an intentional reason for where you are. I've traveled all over the country. My wife and I made a choice to live in Indiana. I love it. I love my big yard and my big house and being able to go outside. And that was my choice. But you know, this woman I met, she made a choice. And she loves that house and she loves that yard and she's from Jamaica. Not many people like her back home in Indiana. And then I realized that even though this was not my home and this was not a place that I would look around and go, oh, look at what all these things I have for my kids that don't have a yard. You know, I wouldn't do that. There was something that we didn't have in Indiana, a riches of people on that walk. Man, I talked to somebody from Colombia. I talked to somebody from Venezuela. I talked to somebody from Ecuador. I talked to the woman from Jamaica about her Christmas ornaments. And who knows how many other nationalities and people I saw. For the most part, they were warm. And they were nice. And they wanted to be where they were. It's quite a walk. It reminded me what I love about Indiana room to live, room to go, a life I've known since I was a kid that I'm comfortable in, that I'm raising my kids in, that I'm thankful for, reminding me what I don't like about the city, no yards, too crowded, lots of traffic, kind of run down. Oh, oh, one remarkable thing walking around was how many of these apartments and houses I walked by that were so old they didn't have central heat and air. You could tell that they basically, you could tell by looking at their construction that heating was probably a radiator or something similar and way more air conditioners and windows than you'll see back home in Indiana because these buildings were so old. But I digress. But I digress because in those buildings was an incredible diversity. And getting back to my room and looking up, I, I, I discovered that Queens, New York, linguistically, is the most diverse culture in the entire world. So if you want to go someplace where you're going to meet the most people from different cultures, speaking different languages, eating different food, and you want to experience the richness of that, well, one really good place to go, Queens, New York. Now, it ain't Indiana, 
but it's Queens. And I'm grateful to be here and to visit and to be part of it. And as I was getting back to my hotel, I thought to myself, you know what? There's lots of ways to aim high. And for some of us, it might be escaping a culture half a world away to just make a life and work hard and to be thankful for our apartment and the parks that we live in and to be able to come to a place like America and find a culture like Queens where you can probably find somebody who's where you're from. And I don't mean from Indiana. I mean from whatever country in the world you can name. Or you might aim high by living in Indiana and having a big yard and a big house. Or maybe you'll aim high by finding something in between. And there, hopefully, you'll find the place that you can spread your wings. Maybe it's the farmer down the road for me in Indiana. Maybe it's me being able to live in the country and travel all over because of the Internet where I can communicate with people and set up speaking engagements. Or maybe it's the storekeeper from Colombia or Ecuador or Venezuela just down the street from where I'm staying here in Queens. We're all trying to spread our wings. And then in the midst of all that, I hope that we can keep technology and politics and all the things that would distract us, that we can keep them from keeping our eyes off the things that matter. Because it don't matter where you live or how big your yard is or how much money you have or what language you speak, things that matter, the things that build the foundation of our lives, the things that unite us, our faith, our family, our friends, our community, wherever you are, may you keep your eyes on those in this rich, diverse, beautiful, wonderful, many language cultures of ours called the United States of America will continue to grow and shine and be bright even when times seem dark. Even when times seem dark, my friends, I have hope that wherever you are, you can do all those things. So until next time, my friends, eat your Indiana mashed potatoes or your Colombian steak or your Venezuelan stew or your Greek salad or whatever it may be. And hug your friends and family and look up to the sky and give thanks and find peace. You've been listening to the Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride. Silhouette Green. Found a girl and I know she's gonna be the one.